Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. All right, Harris, um, October 27th, you're back in action. Main event yep. time. How you yes, feeling sir. ahead of the fight? Uh, I'm feeling great, man. I'm more prepared than I ever have been. I've had a really long camp. Um, I've just, well, I don't really do the camps. I stay in training, you know, so I haven't fought for almost a year now. So I've just been training really hard and getting ready for whatever was next. And this is what was next. Why the long layoff? Um, you know, after my last fight, I actually tore my knee a little bit. I tore the meniscus and the MCL. And it was one of those injuries where I didn't need surgery. I just needed to take some time off. And I could avoid surgery. So I did that. And in doing so, I had to take, I think it was like a little over a month off. And then I really wanted to make sure I was 100%, you know, so I didn't re-tear the knee. So I took it really slow and made sure I was just, my knee was 100% before I took another fight. How, how was that month? Was it, you know, two, two reactions or two things can happen, right? One thing is like, you're so, go you're going crazy, right? Because you want to train, you want to do everything. And the other thing is like, yeah, man, I got to relax and I got to just enjoy myself, enjoy life a little bit. What was it for you? For me, it was, um, it was actually almost perfect timing, I'll say, because um, after my fight, I proposed to my now wife. So it gave me some time away from fighting to kind of, you know, take care of some like things that I've been thinking about for a long time. So I proposed to my wife. Um, as I slowly, we had a really fast wedding. We booked the wedding within like three months, <clears throat> three or four months, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, we've actually been dating for over a decade. So it wasn't like, you know, super odd that we rushed the wedding. We just wanted to get it done in the summer while it was still beautiful out. And we rushed a wedding and we got a really nice wedding out with our family and it was a really good time. So for me, it was like, it was almost perfect timing, I'll say, because I got to enjoy a lot of outside stuff that I've wanted to, you know, do like big man things, so to speak. So that was cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it gives you time to uh, step away from the sport a little bit and, and yeah. realize and get that fire, you know, burning again, you know, because sometimes it can get repetitive, right? Yeah, like sometimes you don't feel human. Like you almost you do it, you train so much and you're you work and you do other things and you start losing sight of what, you know, life's about and kind of what your, what your why is. And so you step away a little bit and, you know, you do things outside of fighting. And I think it kind of, yeah, like you said, it refuels that fire and you, you remind yourself why you do this. And, you know, anytime you step away from anything, you kind of get that grass is greener on the other side effect and you want to, you want to go back into it so hard. So I did get that and it was good. It was a good recharge, man. Yeah. How was it uh, getting back into training after the, you know, recovering from the knee? knee uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, credits to Barwiz, Barwiz Physical Therapy here in Denver. They're a really high-end uh, physical therapy place. And I went to them when I injured my knee. I talked to an orthopedic surgeon, and he's the one who told me, you know, I don't think you need surgery. So I went to these physical therapists, and I said, what can we do? You know, what? and they put me on a six-week program. And after that six-week program, man, I, I felt so good. And I felt a hundred percent. And so when I started training, I, I, I pretty much went right back into it. My cardio was a little crap, you know, because it, you can't keep that cardio unless you're training hard. Um, so my cardio is crap for a couple of weeks, I'd say. And then I quickly got back into it. Um, one of my good friends from Germany came to town, Roberto Soldich, who fight, fights for one championship. And so I helped him get ready for his fight for about three, four weeks. And that helped me get back into it. So it was also a good thing, you know, 
I got to train at a really high level with a really high level guy and get right back into that shape, you know? So it wasn't too bad, man. I, I, I thought it was going to be worse than it was, but you know, I think staying clean with a diet and, you know, not drinking, not smoking, not doing dumb things outside of fighting. It, it keeps me, you know, always just right there. For sure. And any plans to go out to, uh, to Germany and, and train with Soldich and the team out there? Yeah, he always tells me to come, man. So I need to go out there. I think they're in Dusseldorf. So yeah, I need. Yeah. I, I was actually. Uh, I lived in Germany for three or four years before we moved to the states. So um, it would be nice to get back there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I plan on um, eventually running into him because I I do a lot of the one championship shows as well. So, oh, do you? Um, Heck yeah. yeah. So I wasn't there in Denver, but I, I, you know, when they're in Bangkok or or Singapore or anywhere in Asia, I'm usually there. So hopefully, oh, I run that's into awesome, him in this man. Next that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, I think UFC won championship. That's the two biggest in the world. One's probably even bigger, right? I mean, they, if you actually look at the, the whatever, the viewers, the views and stuff, I think one's actually even bigger. That's awesome, man. There's a lot of opportunities, man, out there for, for fighters, man. There's so much going on. And uh, yeah. you, let's get back to the fight, man, because Heck you yeah. got to talk about the opponent, Daniel Frunza. Daniel Frunza, yep. like, what can you tell me about the matchup and, and how do you feel about the matchup? Uh, Daniel Frunza, man, he's good. He's seven and two. I think he's knocked out most of his guys that he's beat. So, um, uh, from what I can see, dude, he's a really good striker. Uh, he can switch to both stances, you know, a guy that I respect. I think that, uh, beating this guy will definitely, you know, bring a lot of attention to myself and hopefully either, you know, put me in contention for that LFA bell and, or give me a short notice in the UFC, you know? So I think beating a guy like Daniel Frunza, a guy who's really good at striking, he's, He's got experience, you know, he's seven and two. Um, I think it'll, uh, it, it's the next step for me. It's what I got to do to get to the next place, whether it be the LFA belt or it be a short horse UFC fight. This is the guy I got to beat. He's, he's good. He, I respect him and, uh, I'm prepared for him. I'm prepared for what he does. And, uh, you know, that's about, that's all I got on that. Yeah, for sure, man. It's all about proving yourself at that level right now, you know what I mean? And then you reach yep. the next level and, you know, you continue your path, uh, with, uh, with the, this fight it's in Vail, Colorado. How far is that from you, man? Vail? Uh, Vail's like an hour and a half from us. It's, it's up the mountain though. So we're already at like 5,200 feet elevation. So about a mile high, they call us the mile high city. And, uh, when we go up to Vail, it'll be another three, 3,500 feet. You know, so we'll be pretty high up, man. <laughs> yeah. Why they got to do that to you guys, man? Like, why did they just... <laughs> Dude, I wanted the same thing every time. This is my third time fighting in Vail, bro. So uh, I know what it feels like. I'm, I'm prepared for it. You know, I've been going up in the mountains and acclimating for the last month or so. And uh, it's, uh, it's tough, man. No matter uh, how you prepare for it, it's always tough. And I think, you know, Daniel coming from uh, Florida, sea level, is a huge advantage for me that I – it's something that I looked into a lot when watching film that I, it's a, this is a fight where I need to pressure the guy, you know, I need to push the pace and I need to take advantage of the elevation that I've been, you know, blessed to have around me. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough fight, but I think the elevation and going to Vail is actually a huge benefit for me. Yeah. Yeah. You got to take every advantage in this game that you can have. Yeah, man. I was talking to another fighter about it and he said, man, I don't, I don't want the best version of our opponent. I want them to have a bad 
trading them. <laughs> I want them to be divorcing their wife. I, you know, like that's he's like, I want them to be like, you know, stub their toe or something. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have those. Agendas. Yes, because, of course. You know, a win is a I win, think no matter what. People forget about everything. I agree. I think um, I can. I, I respect. I respect the the aspect or the the side of like. You know, some guys they wanted, they truly want the best version of their opponent because they're fighting for a legacy and they can't sleep at night knowing their opponent, you know, had something going on. Some guys are really like that. I've met guys that are so, so passionate, so dedicated to the game and so uh, worried about their legacy that they truly want the best version of their opponent. Um, I'm in it for legacy too, bro, but I'm also in it for money. So give me the worst version of my opponent, bro. I don't care. <laughs> you yeah, know you what I'm saying? Sides, I, I, yeah, like you said. On Instagram, I'm going to say I think that was the best version of him, no matter what. <laughs> exactly, because that's all they're going to remember, right? They don't, they're that's going it. to remember all the other stuff, man. And, that's uh, it, man. And, yeah, what are you expecting out of yourself, though? You know what I mean? Because this is a big spot, like you said. There's, you know, it's like a fork in the road, man. You win this one, it gives you, like, options. It gives you exits uh -huh. to go to different, you know, promotions or whatnot. Yeah, I, what I expect from myself in this fight is a whole new version of myself on the feet. You know, I've been working with the new uh, striking coach, Justin Houghton, at Pound for Pound. And in my opinion, man, this guy is one of the best striking coaches I've ever worked with in my life. And I've I've been in the game for a decade now. So working with Justin, I've just been able to improve, you know, a lot of my striking, a lot of my offense. Um, the way I, the way I punch, the way I kick is tremendously improved. You know, I don't have any more openings like I used to. And my last fight actually got dropped twice because I, I was just so, um, I was so aggressive. I, I almost turned it into a street fight and I've kind of made a lot of adjustments to not do that anymore. And I've just gone through the ringer to make sure I don't do that anymore. You know, I keep my chin down when I'm striking and my wrestling and my grappling constantly improves. You know, I've been wrestling since I was a little kid. So I just expect uh, the best way to put it, like a, a the best version of Harris Sons that you're going to see, you know, like a John Jones, George St. Pierre, someone who's just fully well-rounded in every part of the game. And I expect myself to outclass him in every, in every aspect of this fight. So that's what I expect from myself. And that's what I expect to do on October 27th is just outclass him and outperform him in every part of the game. There you go. October 27th, LFA 170. It's a weird, ironic thing because you're going to fight Very a welterweight. Yes. <laughs> and That's an Vel omen, Colorado, man. Yeah, Vel Colorado, it's, everybody needs to bring their oxygen mask because it's, it's pretty high <laughs> up there. Have you read The Alchemist? Yeah. No, I haven't, but I know about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's like a line in there, maktub, like it was, it, it means in Arabic, it means it was written. And I always say that, you know, I think this is, I always, is something about every fight that I get, man, it just feels like it was written. There's always like different factors that I'm like, man, how does this happen every time? And once again, man, there's so many facts in this game. And uh, all I can say, man, is Maktou, but this, this was written. What's going to happen on October 27th was already written. I'm just going to go out there and, and do my thing. You know, I, I'm fully prepared for what the outcome, whatever it may be is.